This is Sam from the Masculine Journey Podcast, and our goal with the podcast is help you to try to find your way in this difficult world. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Happy New Year from Kingdom Pursuits. How fun we get to do this today in a brand new year. And... I get to start off with one of my favorite people, Joanne Vickner. She is one of our podcasters here with the Truth Podcast Network. She does It's Storytime Meemaw. Of course, she's also the author of It's Storytime Meemaw. And so welcome, Joanne. Thank you for having me on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How fun. From Louisiana, by the way. And uh, it's been a trying year out there in your parts of Louisiana, right? It really has. Hurricane Ida came straight for us and hit right here. Not often are we always in the bullseye, but this time we were. Yeah, and so can you kind of take us to where you are in Louisiana that it was in the bullseye? I'm in uh, St. John Parish, Reserve, Louisiana. La Plaza and Reserve got hit really hard. We, we were under the eye for hours because the hurricane came. It jogged to the left. It jogged back. So we stayed in the eye for hours and, and devastating damage here. And it's such a story that Joanne actually wrote a, a podcast episode that, of course, is at the um, it's Storytime Meemaw podcast there at the Truth Network podcast. It, you know, um, I'm trying to, the truthnetwork.com. You would think I would know that right off the top of my head, wouldn't you, Carmen? <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 you know, obviously, Robbie does his riddles on Kingdom Pursuits, and so... You know, speaking of New Year's and it's being New Year's Day, I get a chance to do New Year's, my New Year's jokes, which I dearly love, Joanne, as you're sure you're not shocked. So so I stayed up this New Year's Eve, you know, not to see the New Year in, but to make sure the other one leaves. (laughs) I bet you that was that way in Louisiana a lot, right? I agree, totally. And, And not to brag, but I already have a date. For next New Year's Eve. Oh. Yeah, December 31st. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And this one's a little political, which is not my style, but it's still, I thought it was really funny. Uh Um, Did you hear that New York York City itself paid Hillary Clinton $2 million as a consultant for the New Year's Eve? You didn't hear that, did you? No. They wanted an expert on dropping the ball at the last minute. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so, and I don't know about you, but last night, right before the clock struck midnight on New Year's Eve, I made sure to lift up my left leg. You know why, Carmen? Uh, no, I don't, Robbie. Tell me. So I could start out the new year on my right foot. On the right foot. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You know, that's... Anna and... In case that has you tickled a little bit, I really like this one particularly of all my jokes today. 
of why did China cancel the Chinese New Year? Do you wonder about that one, Joanne? Uh, no, I can't say I have. Everybody was kung flu fighting. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. And we had that here. Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just gone on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, those cats were fast as lightning. You might remember the song from the <laughs> oh, yeah. our era. Yeah. But anyway, so you knew at the end of all those shenanigans, I actually have a really, really cool Bible riddle today for you all out there. So um, here we go. Blowing the, ho- the ram's horn. Some people call it a chauffeur. Blowing the ram's horn on Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, it has ramifications. I don't know if you've thought <laughs> It has ramifications for whose birth? Have you ever wondered about that? What is Rosh Hashanah when you're when you're celebrating the Jewish New Year? Well, whose birth are you actually celebrating? And that is the ramification of Rosh Hashanah. If you know that, you call us and Carmen tell them what they can win. They can win one of our awesome reads from the Kingdom Pursuits Prize Vault. There you go. One of which I happen to know. I still have a copy in my prize vault of the actual Storytime Meemaw. So you could get that book or any book of your choice. You just call in at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Blowing the ram's horn on Rosh Hashanah has ramifications of whose birth? Who was born, according to... Jewish tradition on Rosh Hashanah. So, uh, some other neat things about Rosh Hashanah. Since it's a it's a Jewish New Year, I think these are really cool, Joanne. So I wanted to share it. Um, okay. That when you think the word Rosh in Hebrew means head, and Hashanah is actually means year, but if you listen closely, you hear it, the word Hannah or Hana in the word Rosh Hashanah. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. Well, you may know from the story of Hannah that her name means grace. So inside of the word year, because Rosh means head, so head of the year is the way you would say that in English, but inside of the word year in Hebrew is grace. Just saying. <laughs> and we could use a little of that in 2022. And listen to this. This Some of these things just amaze me when you actually read them and understand, but see if you don't see Jesus. For those of us who know the Hebrew alphabet a little bit, I don't say I know it like I wish I did, but I know it a little bit, and I know that the mem in Hebrew, as we talked about in the Christian Car Guy show, it means water, and it also means Messiah, and it also means Jesus, okay? So when you look at the letter mem, in Hebrew, it means water, and they drink the, the law, the Torah, which is so he's the living water, which is perfect because Jesus is the word, right? It all comes together. Now, with that in mind, and, and every Jew knows what I've just described because they know the Hebrew alphabet and they know mem means water. Okay, on the first afternoon of Rosh Hashanah, it is customary to go to a body of water, ocean, river, pond, etc., and perform, and perform what is called the Tashlik ceremony in which we ceremonially, this is if we're Jews, we ceremonially cast our sins into the water. With this tradition, we are symbolically evoking the verse, and you shall cast their sins into the depths of the sea. Is that not cool, Joanne? It is. So what they're actually doing on Rosh Hashanah, (laughs) 
<laughs> in their own way, they're taking communion, you know, <laughs> or maybe they're being baptized. But now you want to look at it. Um, it's nonetheless, when we, when we allow Jesus to be, or when we ask Jesus to come in, I shouldn't say all that, however that works, when we ask Jesus to come into our life, be our Savior, live for him, yeah, we're definitely casting our sins into the sea, into the water. Isn't that beautiful? So, with that in mind, there was some water that came up, on, and, and I wanted to um, begin your story, if you don't mind, of the one that, in fact, I'd forgotten the title of it. What did you call it? The one where you guys went through the hurricane? Hurricane Ida is headed straight for Meemaw. No. <laughs> hurricane <laughs> Ida is straight headed straight for Meemaw. Okay. True so, story, yeah. Okay, we're probably going to interrupt you here when the... Um, bump music comes, but we'll get it going. Go ahead and start. You need to know something about my Meemaw. She has lived on the Texas or Louisiana coast nearly all her life. When she was young, her family always evacuated for major hurricanes predicted to come their way. But after she married Pawpaw, things changed. Pawpaw never evacuated for a storm and said he never would. Two years after they got married, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. You may not remember, but Meemaw was a registered nurse. She was thankful East Jefferson Hospital called her into work for the duration of the storm. Katrina was forecasted to be catastrophic and devastating. She begged Pawpaw to evacuate so he would be safe, but he refused. Meemaw was downright mad. Uh, we're going to have to we'll leave it there. Meemaw was downright mad. All right. <laughs> and I bet you were. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so we're going to hear the rest of Hurricane Ida is headed straight from Meemaw when we come back. Stay tuned. So much more Kingdom Pursuits coming up. Oh, and you got to call us with who was born, who was, whose birth are we being celebrating for Rosh Hashanah, 866-34-TRUTH. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And today we're so blessed to have my friend Joanne Vickner in Louisiana, who is the podcaster of It's Storytime Meemaw. She also has her wonderful book, It's Storytime Meemaw. All those are at kingdompursuits.com, both the link to her podcast and a link if you want to get her book, It's Storytime Meemaw, or you could just call in and tell us you know, whose birthday is celebrated on Rosh Hashanah, according to Jewish tradition. So when we left our hero, um, Joanne, she or Meemaw, depending on how you want to look at it, Ida was headed right for Meemaw, and she was piping hawk back, back in the Katrina days. So you, you want to take it from there, Joanne? Sure. When Papa wouldn't leave for Hurricane Katrina coming in, Meemaw was mad, and she told him, if anything happens to you, I'll have the idiot wouldn't leave engraved on your tombstone. <laughs> Day and night, for two solid weeks, Meemaw lived and worked at the hospital. Sadly, many people did lose their lives due to the storm and the breached levee, but Pawpaw was okay. Well, this Monday, Pawpaw had minor surgery. He was already home recovering. Meemaw gave him ice packs around the clock, made sure he had his medicine, and gave him something Gave his 
his special food to eat, but he was weak, and he got weaker. He couldn't walk to the mailbox and back without feeling like he was going to pass out. Meemaw was concerned. She was doing everything she could to help him get better. On Thursday, her sister called and asked if she was prepared for Hurricane Ida. A hurricane? With all that was going on, Meemaw hadn't been watching the news and had no idea there was a storm brewing in the Gulf. It was expected to be a Cat 3 when it hits the coast and head their way. That means they will have sustained winds of up to 129 miles an hour and gusts even higher. That's a major storm. She hung up and nervously got in gear. She started washing the dirty clothes and bedding. She gathered her insurance papers, hunted down an axe, a pick, and a saw, and threw them in the attic. That's in case the flood water comes up and they get stuck in the attic. They will be able to knock a hole in the roof and escape. She ran to the shed and hunted down life preserve vests and put them in the utility room in case the levee broke. If the house were to wash away, they would try to slap on the vest and remain afloat. She raced to the grocery and bought Cokes, sardines, and Vienna sausages. Meemaw must have her Coke in the morning. Then she blasted off and filled the car full of gas and then filled up the truck. Gas stations would soon run out of gas. Just about Everybody in Louisiana has a generator. People fill as many five-gallon gas tanks they can get their hands on so they can save their refrigerator and freezer food from spoiling. They work so hard to catch shrimp, oysters, fish, crawfish, and alligators, they sure would hate to lose it all. They also want to run a window unit to stay cool when the electricity goes out. Down trees always knock out our power. It's even bad after the storm passes. People get stuck in gas line for hours to fill their gas tanks and hope there's enough. Otherwise, they are stuck waiting possibly for hours for the next delivery. Handling gas tanks and filling generators is hard work on old people. Meemaw was relieved. She didn't have to worry about that anymore. Pawpaw installed a generac a few years ago, so no one would have to worry about them. When the power goes out, it automatically turns on and runs their whole house, air conditioner and all. Between each chore, Meemaw made sure Papa had his meds, food, and ice packs. Then she moved items from the lower shelves and off the floor in the pantry and closets and placed them up higher, even stacking them on furniture if necessary. If the house flooded, she hoped there would be little damage. Friday morning, Meemaw removed items from the yard in the house that could blow away and cause damage elsewhere. She placed them inside Pawpaw's shop. She tucked the patio furniture against the house and turned chairs upside down. She put the swimming pool equipment away and rolled the metal bird bath to the shop. Then she lugged in buckets of water from the pool and stored them inside. They would be needed to flush toilets when the water system shuts down. She worked all day and was so tired. Poor Pawpaw felt bad because he couldn't help. Meemaw assured him all was well. well late that night, Pawpaw changed his mind. He decided they needed to leave right away. 
because the hurricane was rapidly intensifying and was headed straight for them. Meemaw was glad. She was all far getting out of Dodge. She threw essentials in the car, and at 2 a.m. she cranked up as Pawpaw strapped in. Oh, no, he said. Honey, I know we need to go, but but I can't. There's no way I won't make it. I'm too weak. With all the strength he could muster, Pawpaw got out of the car. Meemaw jumped out and wrapped her arms around him and said, Jesus, we did all we could to prepare for Hurricane Ida. We tried to leave. You know we can't. You are in control of all things. We surrender to you. Father, we pray your hand upon all that are in the path of this storm. Protect them. Give them peace and help us all draw closer to you. For the first time ever, Meemaw didn't want to evacuate. She was no longer anxious. No, not one little bit. Meemaw was at total peace. She remembered thinking, what a relief. She slept late Saturday morning. When she got up, she began unpacking everything she had just crammed in the car the day before. Meemaw was moving so fast, she didn't know if she was coming or going. She longed for rest. Sunday morning, my grandparents watched the rain fall and the winds pick up from their patio doors as the outer bands of the storm arrived. It was pretty watching the clouds roll in and the trees begin to sway. Hurricane Ida had grown to a Category 4.75 hurricane and had sustained winds of 150 miles per hour, with wind gusts even higher. Even though Ida would be extremely damaging, Meemaw never feared. No. She steadily thanked God for the peace he had given her. Trees began to violently sway and swirl. Stuff from the neighbor's yards rolled into the street and onto other people's yards. By midday, the electricity went out. But me and Ma and Papa were covered. Their generac kicked in, and they remained cool. By evening, the clouds had turned black, and violent winds blew from the north. Rain came down in sheets. Trees toppled over, and some bent down and kissed the ground before quickly jolting back the other way. Metal flashing from nearby houses peeled loose and flapped in the wind and banged on the house until it was ripped off and sailed away. Chunks of flashing and shingles torpedoed Meemaw's storm door. Some stuck and some bounced off and were no longer seen. Fences shook and eventually laid over. Panels of it cartwheeled along the way before falling flat and sliding along the ground. A big trash can barreled onto her front porch, flipped over her swing, and then was gone. It was dangerous to keep looking through the glass, so Mima shut the front door and locked it. When cell phone reception went down around midnight, Mima and Papa cranked up the car in the garage to get a weather report. They were facing the garage door, and it was breathing. Yeah, the door was being sucked in and quickly being pushed out, in and out. Meemaw thought it might pull loose and slam into her windshield, 
or be ripped off the house. At that moment, the man on the radio said, St. John Parish, take cover now. The eye wall of Ida is about to hit. Winds are over 130 miles an hour. Get in the center of your house. Cover yourself with pillows or mattresses. Protect yourself. Take cover. Our prayers are with you. Meemaw and Pawpaw ran back inside and shut the door. She threw pillows and a cushion on the bathroom floor. She and Pawpaw laid side by side in their tiny bathroom. Her head was towards the door, and Pawpaw laid the opposite way. To hear Meemaw tell it, that lasted about five minutes. Their bones hurt. So they tried to get up, but that took even longer. Then she set a lawn chair in the shower for Pawpaw to sit on, and she would sit on the shower bench. Two minutes later, Pawpaw said, no way. They exited the bathroom and sat in their recliners. Meemaw turned on the movie. Bam! Something hit the house hard. It was loud. They both jumped. Pawpaw turned on the floodlights and opened the patio blinds and saw a huge branch hanging and swirling about on the corner of the patio. He went outside to pull it off. Meemaw fussed him big time. You can't dodge anything coming towards you in winds like that. He could have been killed. For hours, the sound of the storm grew louder and louder. At times, the wind roared, and sometimes it whistled. They thought they heard a train. The nonstop thunder was deafening, and the rain was pouring. The back ditch was more than full. It was flooded. The street was flooded. Every, well, Joanne, I, I got to jump in. I, I got to jump in again while the back ditch is flooded. <laughs> so, okay. when we come back, did they survive? I'm guessing you know they did because Joanne's telling the story. <laughs> but nonetheless, wow, what a and, and I love the details. It gives us all an idea of what happened there and so much to know about what's still going on. So we'll be right back with the conclusion of. Hurricane Ida is headed for Meemaw. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. Today, we're so blessed to have my good friend, Joanne Vickner, our podcaster of It's Storytime Meemaw, as well as her book, It's Storytime Meemaw, and answered prayer for stories that point children to God. And God had given us a vision here at the Truth Network to reach children with our podcasts. And so part of the Truth Network's children's podcasts are at Storytime Meemaw as well as Christian Carguy Theater. And you can find those both at the podcast page at Truth Network, uh, yeah, truthnetwork.com. And when we left our hero, Meemaw, <laughs> she, oh man, I, you know, you, you did such a wonderful job of giving us the details of what it's like to actually be there. And um, there's a method to our madness and all this. So um, I hope you enjoy her picking up the story with the ditch being full of water. It, absolutely. It was flooded. The streets were flooded. Everyone's houses were surrounded by moving water. Water with waves. The water was threatening to come inside Meemaw's house. Even her patio was covered with water that was constantly crashing into the side of the house. Meemaw prayed, Lord, if it be your will, please remove this water. 
Within minutes, the winds flipped. Now it was strongly blowing from the south. Pawpaw's big oak tree was leaning towards their house. Branches were twisting and thrashing about. Some spun around and twisted off, flying away or spearing deep into the saturated ground. The noise of it all was more than Meemaw had ever experienced before. She checked the patio again, and the water was receding. She praised God, saying, Thank you, Lord. You are sending the water away. Thank you. Thank you. Then Meemaw went to bed and slept like a baby. She did. They remained in the strongest part of the storm, the eye wall, for hours because Ida jogged to the east and later back to the west. Even after the eye wall passed, heavy rain and thunder continued, but Meemaw slept. She says God held her, he comforted her, and he protected them, for he is a good, good God. The next morning, she woke up refreshed, jumped out of bed, quickly got dressed, and ran outside. Meemaw yelled to God, praise you, Father God, I praise your holy name. Her yard was full of debris and branches and leaves up to her waist, but her house was intact. It was unharmed. Though she doesn't sing well, she knows God loves her voice. He gave it to her. She broke out in song, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's the end of the story that's there, you know, at the podcast page. But it's not the end of the story by any means for the people of Louisiana, right, Joanne? Right. Which is part of why I wanted to just share that story is we enjoyed Christmas in a normal way and all that unless we were in Kentucky or, or Louisiana, but there's still a lot of suffering as a result of Ida, right? Absolutely. It was really sad because FEMA fraud set in like within days of the storm passing. People went to go, you know, um, make their claim and were told they had already sent checks out. It, it, it's just horrible. Uh, many are still displaced. Some are in, you know, trailers. Uh, and some are living in their houses with just studs for walls, just studs and concrete floors because... The devastation is so bad, they can't get in supplies. Some are waiting on their insurance to settle. It's sad. It's really sad. And you guys even had to eventually evacuate. Can you kind of explain what what happened there? We did. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Our generac kicked in. So for the the day of the storm, it kicked in. It ran fine. And, And then on the Saturday following the storm, a week later, it failed. The motor broke. Then we had to pack up and evacuate to Dallas and um, stayed with my brother for about uh, eight days. And by that time, Papa was uh, much stronger. He felt a lot better, and he could make that 10-hour trip. So it, it worked out nice, and we had a good visit there. And then when we came back, we left actually before our electricity was turned on. And um, But when we left my brother uh, um, subdivision, we prayed, Lord, if it be your will, may our power be on when we get back. All our children had power around us, so we could have stayed with one of them overnight. But uh, we didn't even get halfway home when we got the call. We had power, so we were able to drive straight on in and then 
get busy, you know, taking care of things. Wow. And so how is your husband now? He is doing well. He is doing very well. Thank you. Yeah. And, and by the way, Joanne did a spectacular Christmas. Um, really, really neat children's um, rendition of the Christmas story that's there at her podcast page. Since we're still in that season as well, it's 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 really really spectacular. And you know, as as we're praying our prayers for New Year's, you know, clearly, you know, there's all those folks in Kentucky, people still in Louisiana. It's it, and and then there's you know all the COVID stuff. So absolutely, it, it's been a crazy crazy time. And really, you know, I I had no connection to Ida without. I mean, of really understanding the severity of Ida without your story just brings it to light. And it's just absolutely spectacular, the details that you included in that. And, and really, it's, it's neat how you feel like you're actually there with you, you know, through the storm. And, and obviously, since you have those children, they, they're the ones that have the grandchildren that caused you to write the book originally, right? And so the, I, I the titles. The children to know how close Jesus is, how much He loves them, and for them to start drawing closer to Him. And um, it, it, I was just compelled to do that about nine years ago. Now I was just so compelled, and so I would just pray for stories that would help point them to God, and God answered that for story after story for years. It was just that private little matter, and then they both accepted Jesus as their Savior about eight years later, and then. Uh, months after that, March 2020, as I was praying, God told me, have them published. And that's where we are. Yeah, really. You know, right out. in the middle of COVID, um, right. the, the outbreak of COVID, God tells you. <laughs> to write a book. <laughs> and I had to buy a computer, and I had to learn how to use it because I'd never used a computer, and I'd never done social media. And, you know, it, Had you been really on the radio? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> tell you it has been it's been quite the journey and and really beautiful as joanne's podcast um just rocketed internationally the second we published it i i've never seen anything like it um that you know we, we publish a lot of podcasts here we're blessed to have them here at the truth network but nothing took off internationally like joanne's did especially in india and uh, it was really really neat to see people all over the world that were hungry you know, for children's stories that point people to God. And so clearly, you know, it just seems obvious that, that God had this in mind that, that there were listeners there in India um, and, and other places across the world now that, that, that hear these stories. Not only, you know, are the stories there, but they get to hear you read them, and you really have a gift to read them. I got to tell you, I've always loved, you know, the, the only time, and, and you may find this interesting, Carmen, I've had I don't know how many authors on the show over the years, but I never had anybody read their own a chapter of their own book until when I interviewed Joanne the first time. 
And it was like God just said, just have a read one of the stories. Well, when we did, it was, oh, man. Oh, man. It was just like this. Yeah, this has got to be. God's doing something more here. So when we come back, we got one more little segment with Joanne. But I know somebody out there knows whose birthday is celebrated on Rosh Hashanah. Call us at 866-34-TRUTH. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And apparently, Carmen, based on what I just heard, helps you not get a spreading of the hips, because if you can listen to the show and not laugh, I <laughs> I appreciate <clears throat> I appreciate Chuck Swindoll's message there very much as somebody who loves to laugh. Um, so how fun is that? We left our hero... <clears throat> No, I, I, I just take lisinopril. I don't have COVID. <clears throat> and I still suffer sometimes with that little bit of whatever. I'm sorry. Um, but Joanne, we, we are really, really blessed that, that what God has done with your podcast. I mean, how exciting is that when you can realize that God took these stories and, and are using them across the world? It blows my mind, but then it really shouldn't, should it? Because it is of God. God Almighty, I, I'm, I'm really blown away because before all of this, I'm very pretty much kind of antisocial, just kind of kept to myself. If you talked to me, I would talk to you, but never in front of a crowd, never before people. And I can't, uh, I have no problem bragging on God and what he's done because I think people want to see what God has done, and, and that's what I, I hope to do. You know, I, I'm, I'm just blessed. I, I, I don't know why he chose me. I'm just glad he did. And um, you mentioned uh, the, the podcast, Jesus, the greatest gift. God gave me that story while we were uh, driving home from going out to eat. I had to give you a call because he gave me this part and the part about the animals and so forth. It's such a blessing, and um, it's that closeness with God, knowing that you're doing what um, you're called to do. Uh, is so special, it's super special. Yeah, there's a, a verse in the Psalms in Psalm 119, actually, um, that says in the, uh, that we will give our testimonies also before kings and not be ashamed. And, and I found that to be so much the case <clears throat> that people may be nervous to be on the air to whatever extent, but if you can get them to tell their story, um, if, especially when that story has to do with Jesus, if they're giving their testimony, they're not nervous. There, there's, they'll be able to do that in front of kings and not be ashamed because there's, like when you're telling his story, you know, nothing can be better than that. Absolutely. <coughs> and and the kids love stories, and they especially love stories with people they know that are in the story. So I would encourage every parent, grandparent, tell stories of Uncle So-and-So and Grandpa So-and-So. They love them. They'll remember those. They'll bring them back, you know, to, to memory when they get older and share them with their children, and with all these cases, I tried to tried to think of what would God want these children to learn from that. And this next story is another true story, fishing story with my dad and my husband and my sister, and we were rescued by the U.S. Coast Guard, and it it was something I will never forget, and neither will they. I hate that we're almost out of time, and we're not going to be able to get that last story in. But they oh, can. That's a, oh. 
they okay. can go to your podcast. And the name of that Absolutely. story is? Help Rescued by the U.S. Coast Guard. Help Rescued by the U.S. Coast Guard. And, and all these stories, Meemaw does a for, um, just a miraculous job, really, of making God the hero of the story. That, and, and you can just count on that with every one of these stories. And she's a great storyteller, as you can tell. And so many really, really beautiful things that are in that. Um, so, you know, what a neat thing, just saying. You got kids and you're on a trip, you're going somewhere, go to the Truth Network, you know, podcast page, and, and see that says Storytime Meemaw right there. And and play a few of those episodes. Believe me, you will not... <laughs> ever forget the one with the crawdads and the you know the boy that went into the lake and oh my grandson another true story that was swept in the water and was going through a maze of culverts out to the lake right for 20 30 minutes and everybody was crying the cops were called ambulance was called but mom never wavered she prayed to god she prayed to god almighty a miraculous story oh it is (laughs) That's the one you told the first time on the air, and I remember I just my jaw just dropped like, oh my goodness! I mean, it's just unbelievable the stories that are there and available. Obviously, in her book at Storytime Meemaw, which is there at KingdomPursuits.com, or again, just you know, if you want to enjoy it, I really, really enjoy hearing Meemaw herself tell the story because nobody <laughs> can add that Louisiana flavor, you know. <laughs> Like Meemaw, you know, you just fit, you just sensing, you know, that you're there. So, I did promise. Uh, since nobody called in, I'm really kind of shocked. Do you know whose birthday they celebrate on Rosh Hashanah, Joanne? I don't. It's Adam. It's the day of. Cre- it's the day they consider the Jewish New Year, the day that Adam was created. That's when the Jewish calendar started. Oh, okay. And and so when you see that it's and I forget what the year is on the Jewish calendar, maybe 38, 12, whatever it is, it is how many years, or maybe it's 50, I can't remember, but whatever it is, it's how many years since actually Adam was created. So in a way, it's his birthday, but in a way, it's his creation day, you know, because I don't think, do you think he has a belly button? Have you ever wondered about that? You know, I never had, So anyway, we're so grateful that you listened to Kingdom Pursuits today. Thank you so much, Joanne. I have got to tell you that Encouraging Prayer is coming up, and James Banks is just off the hook. His um, segment this week is entitled A Year Closer to Jesus. 2022, A Year Closer to Jesus. I could adopt that, couldn't you, Joanne? I absolutely could. (laughs) I pray for that. Draw closer to him. There you go. Amen. We got so much truth coming at you on the Truth Network. Thanks for listening. This is the Truth Network.